do 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 Oh, it just started playing by itself. I'm having trouble with electronics. Oh, our guest is calling. Oh, excellent. That It's all about timing, isn't it? There's yes. no doubt about that. God, there's still, there's a big battle going on now, apparently, between Trump's campaign manager says it's time to fire Jeff Sessions. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Would you all calm down? Honestly, guy, we have a president who just loves to needle people on Twitter and, oh, God. How about if we just pay attention to the, would you start the clock, Cassie? Oh, sorry about Thank that. Thank you, no problem. Why uh, Why uh, worry about that? Why let, pe- why, why let Trump get in your head? Exactly. Why bother? I mean, he's he's just going to do it to <laughs> to get nuts. I he's, mean, a, he's trying to get you nuts. That's right. He's a, he's a Twitter nutcase, a nut job. Uh, it's pretty hard to argue that point. He just is unbelievable. Is Jim ready to go? Yep, I believe yes, so. Yes, he is. Hey, Jim, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Tom? Uh, everything is wonderful. I'm, we've had a, a wonderful run of uh, of guests on. We talked about a lot of different books. Jim Ryan with us. Simple Happiness, 52 Easy Ways to Lighten Up. You know, it's very important right now, Jim. Jim, you mind if I call you Jim? Please do. Okay. Um We've been talking quite can I a bit. Call you, can I call you Mr. Bernard? No. No, no, no. No, okay. Remember, okay. people always used to say Mr. Bernard was my dad, but that wasn't true either. Mr. He was never called Mr. Bernard, so none of us Okay. Are. But, Jim, it's very important, I think, what you're talking about, simple happiness. We've been talking about simple happiness a lot lately because everybody's at everybody else's throat and everything's of... Uh, paramount importance everything's oh my god there we're, we're now trump's campaign manager saying they should fire jeff sessions and and cuomo and uh, ms conway got into an argument on cnn about uh immigration and uh a friend of mine uh, do you know who nick DePaulo is the comedian god, um, he was an no i don't guy. all right uh well he was on stage last night and he's a comedian, so he's going to say things that are outlandish, and you know he's going to poke the bear. It's just that's the way it is. And Nick is an opinionated guy, but it's comedy. It's just, it's an act. It's not who he really is. So um, he gets done with his show last night, and he does the meet and greet with some some of the you know people backstage. And this guy walks up to him and says, "You know, I absolutely loved your show. I actually love you." But my daughter wants to punch you in the, and he got in the out, and his daughter punched Nick in the face. Oh. Over stand-up comedy, Jim. Oh. I mean, he's got oh. a huge black eye today. He sent me his picture. He's got a huge black eye. Simple, 52 easy ways to lighten up, Jim. We need it now more than ever. There's no doubt about it. Uh, uh, Isn't that amazing? It's so, it's, it's so sad that people take all of this stuff out there so seriously, they take it to heart yep. as if it's affecting their day-to-day living, their day-to-day relationships, their well-being. It's so sad, but, we, but, but it's foisted upon us constantly, and, and we're suckers because we're always listening to it. You're, and, and why are we, do you think? Why are we paying attention? Is it just because the media is all right there, right in our face, and we spend so much time on social media? Social media is absolutely hateful. It, it, I find it to be disgusting. It certainly <laughs> has caused more problems, I think, than it's solved. And it just, it, it just gives people an outlet for their rage, for their discontent, for their... The anonymity so often just gives people courage, which yep. normally they wouldn't have. You're 100% right about that, and that's why I don't... I have a Twitter page and a, and a Facebook page, but I never go on them personally because I, I just... I find it idiotic. I really do. There's some conversations you're having with people that are very nice, people you know, uh, listeners to the show that just want to say hello. I, I do miss that, but getting past the, the hatred on there... It's just not worth it. It's not worth it to me to go through all these people hating one another, hating me, hating the, hating the show, whatever it is. Yeah, again, if you're, you know, if you're lame brain number 19, uh, it's really going to be pretty hard to track you down. So you can say whatever you want to, apparently. That's right. That's right. 
No, they did. Uh, I teach a class at the jail. Every I, I've been doing this for 18 years. I've been volunteering in, in the local jail system, teaching a class in personal development to men and women locked up for multiple DWI convictions. Oh, okay. And it's really eye-opening because, you know, these people have, you know, have some problems for sure. But we, we talk about how to be happy, how to be a better person next year than you are this year. And there's, one, there's always there's a certain personality to every, every class because there's a lot of turnover. The men come, women come and go, and there's always a personality of, of the class. And there's this one fella who is a very thoughtful guy. And he said, you know, talking about happiness in countries, he says, you know what the happiest country is? Again, this, you see these surveys from time to time. He said it's Mexico, and, New, and the United States is number 20. And I yeah. said, what do, they, what do they attribute the happiness in Mexico? Because here in the U.S., we think of Mexico, and we think of, you know, the gangs and, and, and all the, the drugs. Sure. But he said, no, the people are happy because of the, their, their, their basic values their family values, their, their belief systems. And, and ours are just getting, you know, tipping over sideways where there's no, the belief systems are, are totally cockeyed. You know, we, we don't, you know, we're getting so far away from the, the Christian way of living and thinking, and it's just sad. No, I understand exactly what you're, what you're talking about. I, I love the questions uh, that they, they list on here. We're talking to Jim Ryan. His book is uh, Simple Happiness, 52 Easy Ways to Lighten Up. There are some questions. Do you tend to criticize your coworkers and family? Well, do you? Uh, do, you <laughs> do you wake up stressed out before your day even begins? You know what's interesting, Jim? That, I saw that question, and I am never as stressed out during the day as I am when I'm sleeping. I get very stressed out when I, fall, when I go to sleep. Isn't that weird? Really? That's that is weird. Yeah, night terrors they call it apparently. Uh huh. I I do I I use Facebook, Tom, but I use it to do Facebook Live. I try to do one Facebook Live post a week, and I try to make it upbeat and empowering, and and giving people an idea or two of, of how to make their <coughs> life a little happier, a little less disturbable. And I'm about you know I'm gonna it's a beautiful day here in Long Island where I live. Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna go out this afternoon and talk about. Two simple sentences that if we add to our morning routine, as soon as we wake up, we throw our legs over the side of the bed and say to ourselves, thank God I can get out of bed by myself. And just stand there and reflect for a second or two about the blessings, the ability, that mundane ability that, that we so take for granted that, you know, it, it just gives us a realization and a feeling of gratitude that can get us off to a good start. And the second thing, I wonder what good is going to come my way today. We've got to change our perspective. Yep. We're looking for the negative. We're looking for the hate. We're looking for the you know anything that we can criticize. And, and that's we got to catch somebody doing something right. That's that's the turn in consciousness that we need to focus on because we're always looking for the negative. I think that's great, great advice. Looking for the positive in people. Um, we had talked to uh, another author last hour. Uh, Gordon Marino, who, by the way, is from the Jersey Shore, so he's from kind of from your area. In the, in the, yeah, we're you know, same, same area, same locale, yeah. Same locale, pretty much. But he was talking about the exact same thing. Now, he was a heavyweight boxer when he was younger, and now he's a writer, and he uh, teaches at uh, one of the local colleges, St. Olaf College. And he was saying the same exact things, Jim. We need to start yeah. looking for the positives in people. Um, to, to, to know you're loved is very important, and a lot of people don't pay any attention to that any longer. But just to be happy, it's nice to know that some people like you, some people love you, and some people appreciate you. That's a wonderful, very human thing. Yeah, it, it's empowering, too. Yep. And sometimes I'll, I'll add a third sentence. And this, I mean, I have this little litany that I say in the morning, thank God I can get out of bed by myself. I wonder what yep. good is going to come my way. And the third one is, I wonder whose life I can make a little bit better today. You know, it, it just puts me on that track of the day that I want to have. And, it, you know, it, it just sets you off versus the, all this negative stuff. You know, Jack Canfield talks about, no, uh, I think it's Jack Canfield talks about the um, what does he talk about the emotional bank account. You know, mm -hmm. and I, so often we're we're encouraged to be compassionate and loving, 
but so, so often it's the hardest to be compassionate and loving to our immediate family. They're the ones that get under our skin. They're the ones that really know how to press our buttons. But if we could catch people, our kids or our, our spouse or our, you know, any family member living in our home, catch them doing something right, that's like making a deposit in their emotional bank account. Like when you go to the bank, you, put, you make a deposit, your account grows. So that if someday you have to make a withdrawal, it doesn't kill you because you've got enough deposits in there to keep the balance going. And the same thing with this emotional bank account. Because sometimes we say or do things when we're, you know, a little off-center or out of sorts, and we may say or do something that equates to a withdrawal from that emotional bank account. But nobody's going to, you know, hang us out to dry because we've, you know, we've made a slip because we've made enough deposits in that loving emotional account. Yeah, it makes complete sense to me. Jim, I, I have to, because of your last name, I want to ask you a question. I hope it's not too personal, but did you grow up Catholic? Yes. I want to know what it is, because I did as well, and I love I love the Catholic culture. I was just talking to Gordon, uh, Gordon Marino about that. He's an Italian guy from New Jersey. Of course he grew up Catholic, right? Sure, sure. Why do you think it is that, that so many Catholic men now, and there are a lot of you, writing books a lot of you from the long island area the jersey shore the, the, the entire new york area connecticut and all the rest of it doing a lot of writing now you seem to be leading the way and saying hey calm down simple happiness 52 easy ways to lighten up it's that, those are wonderful messages why do you think now is the time um my experience again is from the jail you know it, right. it, it just you know, I, I had this notion 18 years ago. I had all this stuff in my head from reading and going to seminars. And I said, I've got to get it out of my head. And that people are searching for something. You know, you can tell that there's, there's, a, there's a void in, in the culture. You know, just look, yeah. seeing the, the trash you see on TV, the trash you see in the movies, the news. There's just there's a need. And, and I feel that I've got a message that is contrary to this garbage that that we're shoved down our throats every minute of every day so i'm trying to create this positive thing i I have uh you know you you say i i was raised catholic and i actually was a christian brother i joined a religious congregation yeah out of high school i was inspired by my teachers and i joined this congregation and i stayed in for six years i went through the training and i taught for two years in a catholic high school then i decided the vocation wasn't for me but I, you know, I became married. I have three children, raised them all Catholic. I continue to be mm-hmm. a practicing Catholic. I even give retreats in churches, and there too, it's, there's, a, there's a, 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 a searching, a seeking for more uh, depth of, of spirituality and an understanding of, of what our purpose is. You know, we try to we got to get beyond the, the the externals, which so many people focus on. That's the biggest mistake people make about their happiness. They think it's out there. When I get yeah. this, then I'll be happy. When I get that, when I, yep. you know, forget it. It doesn't happen. And it just is something we're chasing, uh, you know, uh, an image that's, that's, again, presented to us as what we should be pursuing when, in fact, it's, it's our belief system and it's our love and compassion and forgiveness and all, the, all these quality virtues that are just overlooked. Yeah, there's no, no doubt about it. I, and what you're talking about is absolutely prevalent in our society. I'll be happy when this happens. Yeah. Why don't you be happy now? Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's uh, it. What about today? What about this moment? You know, what, see, gratitude is the place to start. We can, yep. make our, yep. we can choose to be happy. You know, you wake up with that thought, thank God I can get out of bed by myself. You're grateful. <laughs> right. Thank God I got indoor plumbing. You're grateful. Thank God I got, you know, my, my, whatever my morning beverage is. If we, if we could just turn our consciousness to gratitude, you know, the other bad stuff is still going to be there. Yeah. But it does not not going to bother us because we're focused on gratitude. You know, there's a saying, energy flows where attention goes. So what I'm paying attention to grows and manifests itself in my life. That's very ah. smart. <laughs> Jim, you're getting, all, you're getting frustrated. I understand. Uh, no, well, I get excited about this stuff. Because yeah, it's well, so, you should. It's so real. It's so important. Do you, did your, your wife and your family, they agree with you? Do you sit and have family discussions about this? Um, well, not, not everybody. I mean, you know, my kids are, are very proud of my kids. And, you mm-hmm. know, no, we don't have discussions as a family. No, we don't. But uh, we, 
you know, they, I think they, they absorb it from me. I, I hope, you know, mm-hmm. you can never yep. tell, but I hope. Um, mine is not the perfect family, but there's so many people. There's, you know, uh, some strife here and there for whatever reason. And it's, it's, uh, it's sad, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm, and I'm, that's one of my prayers is that things really, you know, turn around in, in certain situations. Jim, I'll tell you this. My wife and I are kind of frustrated because when the kids were younger, we built a big house. And, you know, we, we were on this little lake, but we have a pontoon boat, and there's a fire pit in our backyard. And we put a small movie theater in our house, thinking that when the kids grew up and moved away, they would come back. Well, they don't come back. We get we go no. out to dinner with them, but they don't come to our house. So we have all this stuff, and nobody's <laughs> using it, and it's yeah, frustrating. Yeah. It is. Jim, it you... is frustrating, but but again, you gotta we gotta carry on and lo- see. There's one of the chapters in my book is you've raised your kids. Now your job is to love them. Yeah, I you love know? that. It's, I like that. It's not easy, but when they're when they're you know they disappoint you and they they fall short to what you would. L- love them to do you still got to love them they're living their life and hopefully uh they'll see the light at some point jim what time do you have to what time do you have to leave because I, I don't want to hold you longer than you have time no, I, I, no i'm okay I, i'm um next thing i'm going to do is go out and do my uh facebook live uh presentation but i'm i'm you know i have time so Excellent. whatever whatever you need we'll just take need. a very quick break be right back more with jim ryan simple happiness 52 easy ways to lighten up right back tom bernard show Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant. Bradshaw and Bryant. This is Tom. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to Walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. This is Tom. It's true. It is Tom. Okay, yeah, so you don't get you don't get all frustrated. Don't worry about music it. Music just like all of a sudden starts playing. Like, <laughs> I don't know what is going on with audio today. It's being bizarre. It is, no doubt about it. Jim Ryan, our special guest, Simple Happiness: Fifty-Two Easy Ways to Lighten Up. So, how long did it take you to write the book, Jim? Two years. Two years. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I, I'm a motivational speaker. That was my third career. I was I used to be a teacher. I went into business as a financial I advisor. Lost Oh, but I've always been interested in personal development, and this jail thing yeah. uh, got me going. I can hear him, but he's coming and going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, I, it's I, fine. Go ahead, Jim. And 
um, it took me, I became a motivational speaker, you know, basically from the jail. I got such a good response from the guys at the jail. I said, you know, if these guys like the message, why wouldn't people on the outside like it? Right. So I started giving talks in libraries. And uh, one thing led to another, and I, I wrote this book to differentiate myself from other motivational speakers who may not have had a book. And I'll tell you, it's been the most exciting time of my life, being out in the public, talking about how to be happy. And, and the book is, is you know, I, I, I had no idea what I was doing, but it turned out that the book is a very easy book to read. It, it doesn't talk down to anybody. And I've got such comments, uh, they're humbling and encouraging comments about, you know, this is the, I mean, it's silly, but people say this is the best book I ever read. Uh, it, it just makes me feel uh, that, that I found my purpose and I'm going to just continue, continue doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I think people just, I think everybody wants to be happy, but they just, maybe they don't know how to be happy any longer. Well, that's, it's education. And, and it's, my, yep. my job is to, un, is to get people to understand there's, it's possible. You know, it's possible. We're not stuck. You know, there's so many studies about happiness these days that, you know, the, the prevailing wisdom now is that 50% of our happiness is genetic. We've inherited tendencies from our parents, mm -hmm. and I under, always underline the word tendencies. You know, if my parents were the life of the party, I, I'd probably have an outgoing personality. If my parents were shy and withdrawn, I'd probably got similar tendencies. Ten percent, the studies show, is, is their circumstance. Did I grow up in a safe neighborhood, or was it dangerous? Was my family loving, or was it dysfunctional? And you know what 40, the other 40 percent of our happiness is? Mm -hmm. What we do with what we have. And, and yeah. people, when they hear that, they, they say, wait a minute, is it really? You know, I, I can, 40% of my happiness is up to me? Yeah, it is. It's well, amazing it, what people don't understand. Uh, you, uh, now, Ralph, uh, Ralph Basham's with us. He's a, he's a doctor. You run into, your patients, do they tend to be satisfied with themselves? or are yeah. they all? They, they do. Yeah, because because what we wanted whenever we tried to attract patients to the practice, and I and I do uh, mostly cosmetic surgery or aesthetic surgery, we wanted people who were happy. So the best patient is the person that comes in the front door with a smile on their face that understands uh, what we're doing and how we've approached it. So when if they get the joke on the website, but but it's a, it's a lighthearted kind of a thing, that's the best person. Um, so, yeah, that, it, that's one of the most important things, if you have someone who's happy, because you heal better if you're happy. Yeah, I think that's true. You I, do. Yeah, you heal better if you're happy. That makes total sense. You know, the one thing um, uh, Gordon Marino uh, pointed out is, in, in, was the part the idea of introspection. And, do you, and really, many of the things you're saying, Jim, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth, are that if you're introspective, you then can be happy, because it's all internal things that you're doing. It's how you see things. It's your yeah. perspective. It's so, so, so many people have this, this perspective that's just you know, not conducive to happiness at all. It, it really does come from inside. Which I love, by the way. So you know what a great message that is, Jim? If it really does come from within, then you've already got what you need. You just have to bring it out. It's so true. I mean, look at, you know, we've, we've seen suicides from famous rich people. Yeah. That just, you know, pounds home the fact that the, the stuff out there isn't what's going to make you happy. It's, and, you know, these, these Mexican people are poor on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, for the most part, but, but their belief systems and their spirituality and their family ties, that's what makes them happy. Simple happiness. That's what it's all about. It's not complicated. It's very simple. You know, it's really interesting, Jim. I grew up in a Catholic family, as I said earlier. There are seven of us, um, and, and we've been talking about this a lot lately, that two of my siblings are very liberal, two of them are very conservative, and the, the other three of us are kind of in the middle somewhere. And it's mm -hmm. interesting that whatever subject comes up, you see that people who tend to lean far left or far right, they're not happy people. They're always focusing on what's wrong. You know, yeah, they're always right. battling. They're yep. always battling. You know, we got to change this. We got to we got to correct that. You know, stop focusing on on what's wrong and focus. Start to focus on what's going right. I mean, if people would just see the, the positive side of, of any issue, uh, they're more open to come to a you know a, a productive conclusion. 
You know, it's so, so interesting you put it that way because you look back. Obviously, there were there were big problems in the world and big problems in the United States history, and we can't look beyond those. But people also cannot see things are so much better now. We're not there 100% yet, but things are a lot better than they used to be. Even when I was a little boy, um, you know, there was, there was racial strife. Uh, and, and in 1965, the Civil Rights Act was passed, and, and then two years later, a lot of cities were on fire because everybody, for some reason, and do you find this, Jim, that everybody wants everything right now, and I cannot wait another day? Absolutely. You know, it's instant gratification. Uh, and it's not, it doesn't happen. Again, it's perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a, in, a, in a, give it to me now, give it to me now. I don't want to wait. Nobody wants to wait anymore. Nobody wants to work their way up the corporate ladder. You know, young people want to you know, go get into a startup so they can be at the top right away. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but not everybody is equipped to be in a startup. You know, that, that's a very small percentage of, of people who have the ability and the capabilities to, to do that kind of stuff. A lot of people, you know, the tide is turning, though. I mean, people are looking more towards the trades as a way of creating, making a living versus, oh, mm-hmm. i got to go to college, i got to get my degree. Who says? I mean, that was... A lot of people thought that, but it hasn't brought them happiness. It no. hasn't brought them success. And people get into the work world, and fortunately, they're they're looking to find a way that's fulfilling rather than just you know putting cash in their pocket. You know, it's so amazing what you what you just said, and it's absolutely true that that people want to be happy, and they're taught you have to go to college, otherwise you're never going to be, you're never going to amount to anything. You have to get a college education or you'll never get a good job. Well, that's just not true. That's right. That's right. I mean, it's just... But we get, you know, we get these things shoved down our throat yep. from uh, who knows where, you know. And the people... And again, yeah. there's this, I, I don't mean to make a, a, an ethnic joke, but I heard this uh, comedian uh, talking about America and how how good we have it, you know, and how there are some, you know, deficits and issues and so on, which we're working on. But by and large, as you just said, things are great here. And, and this guy said, I think it was George Carlin yeah. who passed away, was a real social commentator. He, he said, I never heard anybody say, if I could just get to Poland, then everything <laughs> would be fine. <laughs> that's, a very, that's a very good point. If I could just get to Poland, I'd be happy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, uh, I really like the messages on today's show. We've had several people on, and they're talking about the same thing. So many people are just aching to be left alone and, and be happy. But every time you turn on the evening news, it's just, oh, life is terrible, and it's just horrible, and everything's terrible, and everybody's unhappy. It's really hard to watch, Jim. But, you know, it's amazing. If if you do go away for a couple of days and you stay unplugged, if possible, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how, how you just kind of, like, calm down and your life is more relaxed. We don't have to. I mean, it's good to be informed, but we don't have to be inundated. I mean, people turn on the TV as soon as they wake up. As soon as they come back home from work, they turn on the TV. They watch TV all night. They watch the news before they go to bed. Enough. Read a book. Sit outside in your yard and, and watch the sunset or listen to the birds. There's, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, I, uh, in my retreat, uh, one, of my, one of the things uh, I talk about is, is what, what we, what are, what's God going to ask us when we go to meet our maker? Not to be religious, but just to give no, people perspective. Right, right. It, uh, one of the questions he's going to ask us, and this I got from a friend of mine who was in the Christian Brothers. He said, when we pass away and meet our maker, one of the questions that God is going to ask us is, how did you enjoy my nature? <laughs> That's a tough question you know, for a lot of people. I, 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 so we've got to be ready to answer that question. But it was, well, yeah. I never paid attention. I had to get to work. By the time I got home, it was dark. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's time. We can, we can appreciate nature in, in all its awesomeness and beauty. And that's a way to, to slow our life down and reduce our stresses to connect with nature. Yeah, I, and I think at some level, connecting with the right people, and I guess by the right people, I just mean people who are striving to be happy themselves instead of constantly complaining and being miserable, strive to be happy. And I want people like that around me. 
Yeah, that, that's, that's a comment I get all the time after yeah. my talks. People yep. come up and say, well, what do I do about this person in the office <laughs> who is negative, negative, <laughs> negative, complaining? You know, uh, it's not a, I mean, there's no real easy answer to that because you can, you can you know, change your job, but those people are everywhere. And it's, it's a, my, my, my response is to be compassionate, to, to send out love to those people, to change the subject whenever you can, yeah. and to be prepared. You know, don't you know this person is going to combat you with with some kind of a negative comment? So be prepared. Have something calm and gentle to say in return, without you know engaging. See, pe- these people want to be engaged. They want to. They want to argue. They they got that chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. and it just you know causes stress. I think people also need to pay attention, and by that I mean whether it's CBS, ABC, or NBC, the three, what used to be the big news broadcasting uh, networks, you know, the CBS Evening News, the NBC Nightly News, and the ABC, whatever that's called. I don't even know. Right. But the problem I have with it, I, I sit and watch those things, and I, I look at the stories they're covering, and then I, I pay attention when they go to commercial because every commercial is for a pharmaceutical company. So if the pharmaceutical companies own the evening news, why would you watch it? I yeah, have no yeah. interest in watching that because they want you to feel anxiety. They want you sleepless, so you need to take a pharmaceutical to get to sleep. They want all they they have purchased the news that's being delivered to you on the, on the uh, the three big networks that do an evening news program. I just ignore yeah. it. They're fostering disease. Yeah, <laughs> that's that, that's where their bread is buttered. When people are sick, when people you know need need drugs, it's it's really sad. It really is. The book is called Simple Happiness: Fifty Two Easy Ways to Lighten Up. Jim Ryan, you've been a delight to talk to. I really appreciate your time today, sir. Well, they can get this book on Amazon, and it's worth the twelve ninety five that it costs. You'll you'll buy it. You'll read it you read it again or you'll pass it along to someone you care about. I think it's a wonderful thing. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Really good guests again today. Yep. You know, Cassie might be doing an okay job with the the guests. (laughs) Okay, she's getting a few stars, you know. Probably a better job than what I'm doing with this audio stuff. Sounds like she had four stars in a row this week, so I don't know. So, yeah, I did my did. best. <laughs> she did. It's absolutely true. It's nothing but trouble. Uh, I referenced this earlier today um, on the show. CNN's Chris Cuomo grills White House counselor Kellyanne Conway in the Trump administration's widely panned zero-tolerance immigration policy that has resulted in the separation of children from their families at the southern border. So right there, if you tune into CNN... You're going to see people bitching at each other about a program that's been in place for a long time. Now, nobody else enforced it, but it has been uh, in place since the Clinton administration. Uh, I I don't really wish to see families separated either. I I agree with that. But I guess the reason, and this is not a political thing at all, it's a, uh, I just happen to like Kellyanne Conway because she, Tells you if hey, here's how it is. If you don't like it, go screw yourself. <laughs> I like right, that's that. Right. That's exactly. That tells it like it is. She does. There's no no doubt about that. But if people don't want it, don't like that policy, we'll change it. I mean, we, I, I, yeah. I don't what it was. It was put forth through Congress. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. I agree. If you don't want it, get rid of it, and that's the uh, that'll be the end of it. You'll never hear from them again, or whatever. You know. Uh, oh, I got a thing coming up in the next in the next segment, the final segment of the show today. All the things that Meghan Markle gave up when she married Prince Harry, and now apparently there's a, there's big talk. The first gay wedding is coming up in the uh, royal family now. Whoa! Uh-huh. So you, you got the uh, although there there've been see people think that Meghan Markle is the first uh, black person to be involved in the royal family. It's not true at all. There have been several black people throughout history in the royal family. So I think people, once again, it's a situation where people believe what they want to believe. Yep. We'll be right back, and we'll talk about all the things that Meghan Markle gave up when she married Prince Harry right up to this Tom Bernard show. 
just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to... I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Tom Bernard Show, and we are talking about... Uh, thank you again to all the guests. The guests were wonderful today. I really enjoy having conversations with people. Um, I went to a, a Nutramost dinner last night. I've lost 70 pounds on Nutramost. You know that. Um... I want to lose 22.5 more so I can lose 92.5 pounds. <laughs> but anyway, um, several people talked about the fact that they really appreciate on this show and on the, on the KQ Morning Show how we're trying to move in a much more positive direction because everybody on the, on the edges, far left and far right, they just don't like anybody and everybody sucks and I hate everyone. And, I, and, and that is starting to take effect. Because people people are falling away from these extremes more Good. and more, they're falling Good. away from these extremes. They see that they're not being uh, they're not being represented. Catholic Church, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, they they have right to life, but they've always been associated with this left, and this left has gone way pro-choice. Oh yeah, and and yeah. and you have to have some sort of a balance. So there, these the people are saying, whoa, whoa, who 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 else can we turn to? And I think there's this huge uh, center uh, swell that. You know, it's going to take the next election because people are sick of listening to all this drivel and all this this bantering and this hatred where people don't seem to be happy. That's exactly what they're saying, that the people that showed up for the dinner at the Nutrimal thing last night was, hey, everybody's so unhappy. It's like they want to be unhappy. Their voice needs to be heard and their opinion needs to be heard. Instead of just sitting back going, you know, I, I have to live my life and I have my family and I have my friends. Uh, I'm just going to live my life. I don't, you know, a lot of them, nobody really cares what you think. Yeah. And when you listen to somebody or talk to somebody, the way I've looked, I've always looked at it, maybe an introspective way is that you, you talk to them. So to see if you can be better, if you can learn something from them that maybe you haven't looked on, maybe there's another point of view that you haven't seen. And once you take that in, it's going to either change your view or maybe strengthen your view of the way you started because, no, that mm-hmm. isn't the right. I can't think that way because I just don't believe it's that way. And, you know, it's just existentialism where you have to be really, I think, introspective. And I, and I still believe that the two guests, they've kind of related because they, they said existentialism is, you know, so you end up with personal responsibility as a result of that introspection. But also as a result of that introspection or through that introspection, you can get joy in your life and you can get happiness. I, think, I really think yeah. they're related. Well, I think you're absolutely – you and I have had these conversations for as long as I've known you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have. We've talked about that, whether we were out for a bike ride or whatever. I still love t- telling people about that bike ride. Was that 100 miles? We yeah. Went, we went uh, – was it Wyndham? Yeah. Or, uh, Winston. Win- Winstead? Winstead. Was it Winstead? Out west. We went out there to have uh, – they have a great chicken shack out there. It is wonderful. We went out there to have some chicken – and the great part of it was, and it was a really fun part of it. We left, and we beat a storm system all the way back to, what is it, like 50 miles or something. That's like right. That. We, so it was great. Whenever, 
I always like to say that one time I was in Chicago and I would run a lot there. And one time I went on, on like a 10-mile run and I ran south along Martin Luther King Boulevard. And I was, oh, always, yeah. looking, I was always looking behind me to see if I had picked up a pacer. <laughs> yeah, somebody, <laughs> well, somebody like the white kid down there. So we were there and we had picked up a pacer. This thunderstorm was coming after us and it was lightning and uh, behind us. Oh, yeah. We it was unbelievable. We beat it all the way back. It yep. was unbelievable. You know, I was talking to uh, Jack Osborne this morning on the morning show. Uh, he and his father are doing that show, the Osbournes, and, you know, they go to all these different places, all these different cities, all the rest of it. And one of my heroes and, you know, a major influence on the way I think was Martin Luther King Jr. When he said, again, I love the quote, uh, judge people not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And you never hear that line anymore. Nobody wants, I don't care about your con- the content of your character. Why not? That's all that matters. It, that's really the only thing that matters. And unfortunately, I, I, I wish uh, that Dr. King would be alive today yeah. to be able to, you know, tell a lot of this rap content. Hey, cut it out. No, no question. Well, like Black Mother Effin' Panther won the big movie of the year. That's right. Really? Do we really need that? Cut it out. I mean, we, yeah, it's, cut it it, out. it's just, you know, there's... There's a place for everything, and I yeah. I know you're excited about things, and you might say that you know you know when you're with your friends or in a private setting, yeah. but when you're publicly and, and kids are listening, I mean it's just don't expose them to those things right yeah. off the bat. I mean because no, there could right. be two year olds listening, and they pick that up and they they go, well, geez, if they say it on TV, whoa, got to be okay. Yeah, you it's know? okay. I saw it on television. No, you're absolutely right about that. I think it's absolutely fine. Don't worry about you, it. It's, Everything's a, it's good. A, it's a powerful medium, and you have to. There's a certain responsibility that comes with that. I mean, truly, I agree. Agree. and I think that you imbo- have embodied that, uh, Tom. And you've been on the air, and it's a responsibility, and you influence how people think. You want to be very careful about being kind to people, particularly when you interview with people that you may not, you may not care to talk to, or no, people that true, have yeah. opposing views. And you still, you you can challenge them and push back a little bit, but you want to be very careful. Let them yeah. hear, have yeah. people hear what they have to say, because if they're crazy, <laughs> the best thing in the world is to have the have the uh, the neo Nazis on. Because every time I hear my <laughs> people are crazy. They are. Crazy. You, you know, they, you, you can't talk that way in this day and age. And any reasonable person will look at that. And they just dismiss them out of hand. Yeah, they do. No, you're absolutely right about that. I was talking to Jack about that because he he and his father did one of the shows from Birmingham, Alabama. And I said, you know, it's very depressing. I was going down I-22, which I believe you catch in Memphis, and then it takes you through northern. Uh, northern Mississippi and through all these different places. You finally get to Alabama, and then you turn down the, the exit for Birmingham, Alabama, you know, center in, in Martin Luther King Jr.'s life, no doubt about that, and all the way into town. Once you get into town, you're good to go. And I guess Jack Osborne told me today that there's a big resurgence uh, in the city of Birmingham, and it's really, really doing well now. But you exit I-22, and the exit you take is, like, I think, 75. I think it might be 75. But you take the exit, and all the way into town, a couple of miles, businesses on both sides of the highway are shut down. I mean, the whole way. It's depressing as hell. And he said that's changing. So maybe the next time I, I take that drive, I won't have to see it. But it was very depressing. Martin Luther King's, you know, center, it was just the businesses are all going out of business. It wasn't good. No, it isn't. And there's there are pressures to the inner city that I hope are being relieved a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, you know that people have talked about that. Uh, you know, I, I I hope that the the people are getting more jobs and are able to work because that's a real pride in your person, and I think that does a lot for uh, your self worth and things like that. I think you're absolutely right I about that. A lot of people of color working at the airport doing a great job with the TSA. Yeah, you no, know, that's true. Love to see it. I mean, it's a wonderful thing to see. You're absolutely right. Now we can end on a light note. Please. Because uh, I don't think any of this stuff was all that heavy. It just was common sense to me. <laughs> it's, got, it's common sense, but it's a little, uh, little he- it's, it's common sense, but it's still a little heady. Uh, well, it is heady. Extentialist, extentialist is. Sartre. Well, there is Sartre. Jean- Jean-Paul Sartre. Hell is other people. <laughs> what new hell is this? I love <laughs> right. that so much. And Gordon was like, really? That's your favorite <laughs> <laughs> really, that's what you're taking away from existentialism. That's good what for you're you. Taking, that's really nice, Tom. Hell is other people. That's really good. Well, Sartre said it. I didn't. It's a truth, though. 
Uh, so we'll lighten it up here. While all the benefits of marrying into the royal family may be obvious and seem grand, the downsides are often overlooked. This even applies to Meghan Markle. So before you think she's in it for the title or the lifestyle, learn about all the things she had to give up after saying I do to Prince Harry. Okay. Um, she is a very attractive woman, by the way. She's got a lot of character in her eyes. I don't know if she yeah. has a lot of character, but she does have a lot of character. I'll give you that, but, you know, she ain't easy on my eyes. I, mean, I, she, she, I don't find her that attractive. Don't you really? No, I don't. I, I, I don't. She's not easy on my eyes. It might right. be easy on your eyes, a lot of people's eyes, not on mine. Yeah, okay. Her privacy is a thing of the past. Well, she was an actress, so she didn't have any privacy anyway. Yeah, that's out the door. That's a false one. That was long, long gone by the time she married Prince Harry. And she was on uh, Suits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, come on. I mean, she says here, after marrying into the royal family, everything about her life, both past and present, is at the will of the press. She isn't able to keep any secrets. And she'll constantly be in the public eye. She'll be subjected to either constant ridicule or endless praise, depending on her actions. Well, if it depends on her, then it depends on her. She's fine. Don't worry about it. Her independence is down the drain. I don't know if I believe that. Independence? No. Independence, where she she can't think for herself, or she can't uh, talk for herself, or she just doesn't have any income anymore, or doesn't have any job. I don't know. Well, Lady Di was about as independent as anybody yeah, I've ever exactly. seen. That's right, as far as her attitudes and her actions. As if she wasn't already popular enough now that she's married, she won't be able to go anywhere in public without being noticed, although she may end up uh, trying to stay private like Princess Diana. It's likely most of her attempts will be futile. She is escorted almost everywhere for her own safety, which could easily blow her cover. Well, yeah, I, again, she was an actress on television Everybody, you know, well, not everybody. A lot of people knew who she was. Her acting career is no more. Her acting career has also uh, come to a screeching halt. Although she had established herself as a well-known actress, she has to put that all aside for her new royal career. No one in the royal family holds a paid job outside of the royal philanthropic duties, which would make her acting career impossible. Or maybe she's just, just more of an actor now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> she's she might just be. acting the same. It's exactly the same. She could be acting up a storm right now. You're absolutely right permanent about Permanent role. Social media is a thing of the past for the most part. Members of the royal family do not have personal social media accounts of any kind. They should do that with presidents, too. Oh, maybe. I, good idea. Let's get rid of the Twitter bombs, shall we? <laughs> um, however, Marco voluntarily deleted her Instagram and her blog, the TIG. She figured out that uh, she figured that wouldn't do anything but lead to problems in the future. It's not like she needs to share more than we uh, will already be known. Uh, that's very true. She doesn't need social media. Uh, her personal wardrobe is changing. I don't. Yeah, I'm going to skip right over that one because a lot of this stuff is like, who cares? Oh, go, go to give up the uh, small private jet for the big private jet. Yeah, if we can get that. <laughs> All things that Meghan Markle, uh, Meghan Markle uh, gave up when she married the prince. Freedom from comparison. What does that mean? Whether she likes it or not, Markle has uh, some big shoes to fill regarding current and former princesses, such as Kate oh. Middleton and Princess Diana. Her every move will be compared to others to see how she's doing in her new position. Well, I got a surprise for you. Anybody who's a public figure goes through that. Yeah. Anybody. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you're going to do radio, you're going to get compared to people like Howard Stern, Steve Dahl, Rush Limbaugh. It's just going to happen. So that's not just marrying the royal family. It's just how it is. Yeah. Her United States citizenship will be changed. Uh, now that she said, I do, Megan will give up her United States citizenship. It would be a bit twisted if a member of the royal family was a citizen of another country. I, I could see that. <laughs> but they might be a little edgy, particularly since they got their hand, ass handed to them when the, during the Revolutionary War. Hey, well, we're not bitter that. about that. No, they're not bitter about that at all. And by the way, the fact that the United States saved your ass on World War II. Let's yeah. not forget that. And World War One, And World War One. Oh, You're absolutely go. right. If you were unaware, at one point, Meghan Markle teamed up to do a clothing line with Reitman's. However, this partnership has ended now that she's assumed her new role in the royal family. There's little chance any more of the clothes will be released. So hold on to anything of hers if you got it. I think I can only stand one more because they're getting really ridiculous. <laughs> they're reaching. Uh, she cannot voice her political opinions. We'll close with that. 
In the past, Megan has been vocal about things such as social issues and other activism. Now she will have to be much less outspoken about her beliefs because royals are not allowed to express their political beliefs to the public. Not only is it inappropriate, but it can be contradictory to Britain's ideals. Do you believe that to be true? Yep. You know, she, she's, yeah, she's, they put a kibosh on her. They've censored her. She's permanently censored from her uh, public uh, political opinion, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. How the Koch brothers are killing public transit? This ought to be interesting. I don't know what they mean by that, but. You're talking about like the refinery? Like yeah. the Koch brothers? Yeah, like the Koch the, brothers. Oh, okay. Yes, exactly. A team of political activists huddled at a Hardee's one rainy Saturday, wolfing down a breakfast of biscuits and gravy. Then they descended on Antioch, a quiet Nashville suburb, armed with iPads full of voter data and a fiery script. The group, the local chapter for Americans for Prosperity, which is financed by oil billionaires Charles G. and David H. Koch, to advance conservative causes, they fanned out and began strategically knocking on doors. Their targets... Voters most likely to oppose a local plan to build light rail trains, uh, a traffic-easing tunnel, and new bus routes. Uh, Do you agree that raising the sales tax to the highest rate in the nation must be stopped? Samuel Nino, one of the organizers, asked a startled man who answered the door at his ranch-style home in March, can we count on you to vote no on the transit plan? In cities and countries across the country, Oh, counties, excuse me, across country, including Little Rock, Arkansas, Phoenix, Arizona, Southeast Michigan, Central Utah, and Tennessee. The Koch brothers are fueling a fight against public transit, an offshoot of their long-standing national crusade for lower taxes and smaller government. Good luck with that, because yeah, they got public no transit, one way or the other, with these self-driving cars, is going to be here to stay, and they're not going to do anything about it. I think you're absolutely right. Thank you for listening today. It was terrific. Great guest, Cassie. Oh, thank you. Good job. I'm filling in for uh, Andy today. So, uh, you know, it's, that can't be easy to do. No, I'm still trying to figure some things out. But well, maybe Andy could show you next time. Well, he kind of showed me, but, and then he kind of wrote up a thing. I'm, I'm oh, still, he did? Okay. yeah. All right, no problem. I'm doing it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Tom Bernard Show.